Hey everybody, welcome to the John D. Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome back for episode number 25. 25. 25 episodes. That's how much we've done. Yeah. Haven't gotten canceled yet. Pretty much because there's no network to cancel us, so <laughs> we're still here. We're still working. Yeah. I want to say, uh, yeah, episode 25 here back in the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts studio, which, uh, you know, L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D space mill, M-I-L-L, Arts and Crafts. Uh, on Check her out on Facebook uh, and on Etsy, Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Boutique, uh, which, you know, like I said, I've given my wife exclusive rights to the naming, you know, to the naming of the studio. But... I keep telling her, somebody calls us tomorrow, it's going to be the Home Depot Arts and Crafts Studio. So, <laughs> which kind of makes sense, really, if you think about it. But, all right. So, thank you to everybody who who gave me some great compliments. Yes, made comments, made say, said some things about the last couple episodes. Yes, uh, Mark Matusoff was on. That was a great episode. Uh, my buddy Dustin, Dustin Ramon. Uh, Smith and Doe, he was on what that, yeah, I'm glad you guys liked that, that was good, um, my, you know, I'm trying people, I'm trying, so, uh, yeah, what was I doing, okay, so, our, uh, our, our guest today, which actually was recorded yesterday, is none other than, uh, Mr. Alan Big Al Goodwin, Great comic. He's a guy I mentioned back in the episode with Mark Matusov, who was one of the guys that first took me on the road with him, first showed me the ropes as well, and we had a great conversation. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about everything from early comedy days, him living in Colorado, and consumption of legal stuff, and you know, but also he and his wife. Uh, both getting COVID, it, it's it's a it's a it was a great, uh, very enlightening, uh, you know, conversation, and it was a great time, and so you know it it was awesome, it was really fun, and I really hope you enjoy it because you know I've known this guy for decades, and it was great, it was just it was just cool, it was very good. So, ladies and gentlemen. Hang out, relax. If you're driving your car, you're hanging out at home while your kid is doing virtual school. Ugh. And uh, just <laughs> enjoy episode 25 of the John D. Podcast. Episode, oh yeah, number 25. cinco. All right, enjoy. There he is. There he is. What's, What's up, buddy? Well, how are you? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Nice. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the Johnny Podcast, episode number 25. You're another t- my 25th show. Sweet. Veinte Cinco. <laughs> I always do the Spanish count on the thing. It's a, it's a weird thing I have, so. No, that's cool. Yeah. How you been, bro? I'm alive, man. Yeah, good. <laughs> so I, I was doing intro and an outro to the show, but I just real quick, just in this part of the show, I was going to say like, so Al Good, Alan Goodwin, 
Big Al, Badgerine. Badgerine. <laughs> Very good friend of mine for a long time. Uh, great comic. Really nice guy. Um, I mentioned you in a couple episodes ago, and you and I had preliminarily talked uh, about you being on the show. But uh, when I recorded the Bart Matusoff, um, he and I talked about, you know, I, I talked about how you were also one of the guys that first took me on the road uh, with you, believed in me as a comic. And um, and I was like, man, we, we got to get this done. We got to do it. So thank you for being here. Um, but uh, yeah, so go ahead and tell my listeners, we don't mind about, you know, where you're from, what, what you do. Well, I live in Colorado Springs, Colorado now. Yes. But, but I started in D.C. area. Right. Northern Virginia. I lived in Herndon, Virginia mm-hmm. for years. Um, I uh, started doing comedy in 1991. Okay. And um, 91, Dave, man. I was in high school. And Dave Chappelle <laughs> was uh, working out of the same club I was. It was called Garvin's Comedy Club. Yeah. On L Street in Washington, D.C. Right. Long since gone. But um, he was 17. And I was 20, let's see, I was 24 when I started. Right. And Same time I started. Same age. Yeah? Yeah, not same age. Yep, and, uh, well, I've been doing it ever since. I've gotten to play, I've gotten to headline a lot of funny bones and improvs and done some stuff with dry bar comedy and Got on laughs on Fox. Won second place on America's Funniest People. Yes, which the for me, uh, I wish I could put. Video. I, I don't have this set up to do video, man. I was telling my wife about that. My wife lives the other night about it and how you do the bit about the uh, the, the the potato chip bag. <laughs> yeah, the last guy on the potato chip assembly line. Yeah, it's so funny. Sorry, I'm trying. Uh, I I was trying to get the kid to bed. And then all of a sudden, I was like, man, I got to poop. <laughs> so I, was trying, I, was trying, I was trying to get set up a little better with it. But I do have notes. But um, no, I mean, I've known you for years. I mean, I, we used to take me on the road, um, stuff yep. like that. Um, so I love your dry bar comedy set. I think it's awesome. Um, that was hard to do. Yeah. Uh, in what aspect? Well, at the time, they wanted 45 minutes clean. Now they're allowing people to do dry bark sets for only 25 minutes clean. Ooh. Um, it's a big difference. It's a big difference, especially when you're in Utah and nobody in the audience has had a drop of alcohol at all. Yeah. And you're not even allowed to talk about alcohol. You're not allowed to talk about drugs. You're not allowed to... Obviously, you're not allowed to swear. Right. I mean, it's it's just very... It, it was hard to put together that set, right? Well, you've so. you've never. I mean, I know from working with you and 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 going on road with you a bunch, you know, and and seeing your set, obviously, because I I was featuring or midland or whatever, um, whatever you want to call it. But you know, and watching you, I mean, you're you're not really dirty. You don't really swear that much, but every once in a while, you might let you know. As I as I always joke, you know, just you know, let it fly. Um, but you do have some stuff but i was telling liz earlier tonight about the bit you do about uh doing a bong hit 
<laughs> yeah, like I couldn't do any of that. Yeah, um, that took away half your material right there. Right. Um, yeah, I love living in Colorado. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, and I, you know, everybody that I talked to, I talked to a couple people after, you, you know, you had moved out there. And they're like, well, you know why he moved there, right? Like, yes, <laughs> yes, I know why he moved there. Because <laughs> it was uh, legal there before it was, you know, other places. But plus, it's Colorado, man. I mean, it's. It's beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's so beautiful. That's the main reason, actually, I moved here. Yeah. I mean, every time you post a picture, you know, like on Facebook or something like that or whatever, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is my view. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I, I live yeah. there. Which, where I live is not that bad. I mean, I have a good-sized chunk of land, which I don't own it. I rent it. But, you know, it's still mine to play with. Um, it's in the family. But, you know, I but I also don't have a view of snow-covered mountains. <laughs> no <laughs> i do yeah that's awesome man it's sweet uh but with the dry bar comedy um how did you get approached with that because i, I you know some of the people i've talked to have said that they had to actively seek that out and other comics have said that they were literally approached about it how did it work for you i was approached okay um it was it was um an email sent to several cleaner comedians. Right. I was just one of the people on the distribution list. Okay. And I replied and said, no, I'll give it a shot. It paid like 1200 bucks to do two shows. Yeah. Yeah. Money. And I'm like two shows, 1200 bucks in Utah, but you were in Colorado at the time when you got offered that. No, I don't oh, you I were? No, I thought you were. Okay. I don't think I was. I, uh, maybe I was. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I might have been. Yeah, I think you were. If I might, okay. if I might say, <laughs> I moved here in 2016. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. You've been out there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Four yeah. years. Yeah. And when did you film it? So let's put that together. Well, yeah, that's that's the question. That's the puzzle piece. <laughs> it was probably less than four years ago. Yeah, so, so I think I you're probably, right. <laughs> I was out here. Um, <laughs> okay. That's why I love you, man. <laughs> Glad we got that straight out. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, they, um, well, they decriminalized marijuana in Virginia now, so... You guys are just always one step behind, man. I know it's the entire state's like that, but they it, just but it was a great move. But you know, I I haven't I actually haven't smoked weed or anything in years. Um, they decriminalized mushrooms here. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, what state was it recently that just they everything's? Oh, that was um, Washington State, I think. Ugh. I know a couple yeah. of people that are probably moving there now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're probably in a U-Haul right now, driving out there as soon as they can. Yeah, but I can't like any of that stuff that they talk about. Like, it's now you'll just get a ticket if you have crack cocaine or or uh, like meth or right PCP or like like any of that stuff. I I stay far away from that stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, I know, and I and I I hope my listeners understand. Like, you're you're yeah, you you got your basis, but you don't even really drink much though. No, I don't. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've, if anything, in this whole uh, pandemic stuff, I've been <laughs> probably drinking uh, too much. But 
you know, you're sitting around, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, you got nothing else to do, you know. You don't have to drive the car, you just go sit in it, let it run and listen to some of your tunes. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> No, it's not like that all the time. But um yeah, it's one of those things. I got my vices, man. We all got vices. Yeah. No, we do. We all got vices. Every once in a while I think, you know, I think about like ah, I'd love a nice bong hit, but I'm like, eh. Then I gotta go find somebody who had. That's the thing. You know, you live in Colorado, so even if right. somebody like myself were to um, hypothetically be looking for, you know, some pot, you know, something like that, um, grass, as my dad would say, but, <laughs> um, but you know, he's older, and um, you know. You have to actually find so you still so even though it's decriminalized here and it's you know you still have to go find somebody who has it you're still gonna drive you still gotta you know at least the the penalties are a lot less um than they used to be yeah. um but in states like Colorado uh people I know who live in, in California and other places like that they just drive to a store <laughs> not a store yeah. but you know like they just walk in I'd like some of this and so Real quick, I wanted to ask you. So, I've been to, I, well, I couldn't go in because at the time I was out there, it was medical only, and I didn't have a medical card. Can, I mean, do you want to talk about that? Is that okay? To talk about it, like going yeah, to one of those so, places. Yeah, yeah, Colorado Springs. Um, everything is medical here. <laughs> okay. So, um, you have to drive to Manitou, which is like I don't know, twenty miles away. Right. And. Uh, that they have two stores there that are recreational, right? And you don't need a, a license for that. I mean, you need your driver's license, but you don't need a medical license. Now, do they ask you for a driver's license no matter how old you are? Like, yeah, because I'm saying like, I, like I know it's what's it, twenty one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well beyond whatever age. Limit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Um, and I hate to say it, but you look it, but that's not, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. You're, you're maturity. You look mature. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting carded. (laughs) Right. Right. But you, but you have to show an ID no matter what. You have to show a driver's license to get in. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. And that's any store in Colorado. Wow. Medical or rec. Huh. Um, so but you know, so what? What do I mean? I, I've seen footage, film, whatever. I know you can walk in, and they'll tell you, uh, you know, this one does this, and this one, this one does that. Um, as far as the strains go, um, mm-hmm. you know, one will put you on the couch uh, all afternoon, and one will make you want to get up and go to the mall. So, <laughs> yeah, that's indica versus sativa. Right. Okay. Okay. So Indica is nighty night time and uh, Sativa is let's go party. <laughs> gotcha. I'll, I'll remember that. Not that, I mean, I, you know, it's just, it's just funny because I remember years ago, you know, I'd be sitting there and you never knew, knew what, what, what you were going to get. Um, but, right. You know, I remember being obviously, you know, college years and stuff like that. And of course, this is the thing about the weed. I mean, it's gotten so much better. It's gotten to be just a, you know. But it, the thing I really like about it is the fact you know what you're getting because mm-hmm. 
there were times you'd go and you know buy weed and you know this from um and um you know you go and buy a bag of weed and then you you know you smoke some and then you'd be like wow i i'm gonna go mow the lawn and then there were other times where you're you know you're like i i, I can't feel my legs and um so at least you know what you're getting i mean is it is it that really that particular yeah 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 that's- and it's not laced with pcp which is good right um and i know that uh oh yeah that's <laughs> you're not standing up on top of buildings thinking, exactly thinking you're a golden god exactly <laughs> uh, no, i was at a concert once a long time ago and a joint was going around and i took two drags off of it and this was an iron maiden concert and uh oh wow and um the opening band had just finished and whatever i had hit that joint the second time it was laced and i didn't know it and uh I couldn't get up. I couldn't stand. I couldn't, um, I couldn't hear. Um, I was making deals with God to stay alive. It, it's no fun. That's no fun. You don't want that. Right. No. So my advice to anybody listening to this podcast is if there's a joint going around at a, at a concert and it's not your joint and you don't know what's in it, you might not want to hit that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like I, uh, I remember, well, and this is sort, but like years ago, and I, I had a little delve into some harder stuff when I was young and sorry to my parents, but anyways, it's true. But I remember, uh, going to a dead show one time and, uh, my friend and I ran into a, um, guy in the parking lot. I can't believe I'm telling this story on here, but I don't care. Um, we walked to the parking lot. We saw this guy had a, you know, Vinny, a, a VW minibus. And uh, my buddy bought a couple tabs of acid off of him. And the dude was like, hey, just don't, don't only eat half. Don't eat, you know, more than that. So we were in the parking lot and my friend handed me the little baggy, little cellophane that it was in. And I just took the thing and just ate it. <laughs> so we go into the show and uh, I was, I remember sitting in the top of RFK Stadium just praying that somehow I could get out of the stadium. Like, I, didn't want, I was literally hanging onto the back of my friend's shirt. <laughs> it was wow. so, yeah, it was crazy. Like I was just praying, like, I just want to go home. I just want to go somewhere where I'm safe and it's not loud. Um, but that's one thing that I think is great. <laughs> Everybody thinks that's funny. I think that's a funny story, but anyways, uh, that, but that's one thing I think that's good though, about the fact that, you know, with the legalization, and the, the regulation of it, that it, it has become that way. Um, are you a fan of the edibles? Um, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> uh, if I go over the limit, um, I can't take it anymore. Like, uh, I'll throw up. Yeah. I've heard, yeah, I've had, I've had people say that. I said a friend of mine not long ago uh, after California had legalized uh, recreational and he had gone out there and you know of course with edibles you know every i've had cookies and brownies and stuff and they have you know i've had it and you're like okay and then because it's it's a different kind of buzz and yeah yeah you know it's more of a body thing and they literally you know were like i'm not feeling anything and then you know an hour later they're <laughs> you know 
they're having major issues. Right. Um, but yeah, but at least they, reg- I, I don't know. I, I just think it's good that they regulate stuff like that. And I just, sorry, I, we're not going to make the whole show about this. Don't worry. But um, I don't know. I just want to talk, you know, say somebody who's a consumer. Uh, well, you know, you know what you're getting, you know, how many, um, you know, how much is in how many milligrams of active ingredients are in the edible there are in in whatever you're eating right and uh, i've found that i'm pretty good at 30 and less <laughs> 30 milligrams and less like, if i start doing like 50 yeah it, it gets a little crazy 75 i've done 75 Ugh. i did yeah i puked in the 100 i puked Ugh. I did a hundred and I, I used to be able to do seventy five and not puke, but I don't know something changed. Getting I can't older. do seventy five anymore. Yeah, but I I don't even like it. I'd, I'd rather do thirty, right, and be good. Yeah, well, you get that more mellow kind of a thing. But it things change with time. I mean, with age and everything else. I mean, I. <clears throat> Yeah, but no, like I, put, you know, we, my wife and I tried to get the kid to bed, and she went to bed, and I was like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta use the bathroom before I, before I get on the, the here on the podcast with Al." There, there's and, some people that it doesn't affect them. Like I, I, I'm not mentioning names, especially this one person because we both know this guy, and uh, but he did like 150, and he was like. I'm still not feeling it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, that's tolerance, you know? Holy moly. Yeah, I can't imagine that. But no, I was saying it was like, you know, for instance, like, as you get older, like for instance, earlier, what should have taken me, you know, four or five minutes took me 12. Like, you know what I'm but it's just changes, but it's also tolerance. I mean, you know, I remember the last time, which I got, you know, was several years ago was, well, several, but yeah, a few. And um, you know, it, you know, I remember back in the day, it was like wake up, you know, wake and bake the whole day, and then you know, end the night with, and then you know, and I was just there. And then other now, it's like if I if I did, even if I did an edible at, at thirty or something like that, I'd just be like, I, I, okay, I, I'm done. I'm not going anywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. My friend's like, I want to go out and do something. I'm like, yeah, bye. See you later. I'm not, I'm not doing anything. So, but that's the way it is. So, um, all right. Well, we'll, it's <laughs> enough drug talk, I guess, right? That's a, <laughs> that's a long, well, that's the longest amount of any of that I've had, ever had on the show. So, but it's okay. It's okay. It's my show and we get to talk about whatever the hell I want. So, that's what happens when you talk to somebody who lives in Colorado. Yeah. By the way, welcome to the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studio. This is my wife has a I always do an intro to it, but my wife she has a little craft business there and so I gave her exclusive naming right to the um to the studio. So, sweet. Yeah. So I but I always tell her if uh if anybody calls us tomorrow, it's going to be the polyfill stuff bear fiber fill <laughs> arts and crafts studio <laughs> gonna, that's a mouthful yeah they're gonna push it out well i just there was i'm i'm in a room that uh it's it's i gotta set up like a studio but it's also there's a lot of storage in here so <laughs> yeah so um but yeah so you 
like just like Mark, who I was talking to uh, a couple episodes ago, actually not even just a few days ago, but um, you spent a lot of time on the road. Um, yeah. I have experience. Do you have any, I mean, I'm literally, and I've spent hours with you in the car. Well, actually, I'll tell you this. So one of the stories that I remember one time was we were driving to a gig. We were running a little bit behind and there was this very old couple driving in like a 1965 Plymouth and they were driving in the left lane. So the right lane was full. The left lane, they were driving like the same speed as the traffic in the right lane. And uh, you had that blue Accord. Yeah. Yeah. And you just went around them on the shoulder. <laughs> You're like, get the fuck. <laughs> Sounds like something I might have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a little. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was a little. It was. I mean, it was like white knuckle, but it was hilarious all at the same time. So. But that was one thing. But do you have any? Um, and I have. I mean, we've did different things at different places. Uh like gig wise, but do you have any funny stories from anything that you experienced on the road from there's funny. It was funny that uh, one time Rob Mayer came to do a gig with me and it was in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And yeah. I was living in Centerville, uh, Virginia. And like, he pulls up and, and I'm like, we're taking my car. So just leave your car here. And I just gotten done replacing the tail light in my, in that same Honda, the rear tail light. Yeah. And, um, so we we drive up to Altoona and it's snowing there and uh but it wasn't snowing in Centerville when we left. And um we're doing donuts and stuff in in the parking lot and, <laughs> and uh we do this gig and it's fine and we head back and by the time we we're um coming back to uh, we're on sixty six almost to Centerville. Like we're we're almost there. Right. And um but it had been snowing and like ice underneath. And it was just really bad, treacherous roads. And um, I lost control of the car and we did like a 360 and hit one of those concrete half walls. And oh, the Jersey uh, barriers. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I smashed the taillight that I had fixed like the day before. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, that's karma, man. <laughs> Because I was bragging all the way up about, like, my taillights, all my taillights work. <laughs> Can't pull me over. You got nothing on me, Kappa. Yeah. And if you ever do a podcast with uh, Rob Mir, he'll, I, you know what? he'll attest to that story. You know, I actually tried to get him on the show a few episodes ago, and we had a really, really great episode. I, It was a great interview. Rob was awesome. But for some reason I kept getting some sort of interference and um, I'm going to, I'm going to get him back though. I, uh, I was so mad about it. I was so mad about well, it. Now, now you got something you can ask him about. Yeah, I, I will. I'm going to ask him about the time he was riding the snowstorm without, well, that's, and that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing about, uh, you know, when you do comedy, like I remember one time you're talking about Northern Virginia. I left Fairfax I was working at a restaurant and I had, and I was like, please let me, you know, I was a server. And I was like, please, can you cut me? Please, can you cut me? It's starting to snow. It's starting to snow. And the manager was like, no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And I finally got out of work and I ran home. I took my dog out, um, told my roommate, Hey, I'm out. I got to go. And I, and I got on the road and I remember going up, um, going up what 70, like two seventy to 70. 
and that this, yeah. you see this the robe is just getting covered and whatever. And I'm like, holy shit, this is gonna suck. And got and then I got to the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and well, that was pretty clear because they have like the heated things or whatever in the road. And I'm like, all right, but then I had to get off of that, and I'm literally at one point. It's me and a semi, and the semi's in front of me, and I'm literally driving through like five and a half, six inches of snow. Luckily, I had a little Corolla uh, that was a stick shift. But I was literally at one point going up the side of a mountain by myself. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, there was no tracks in front of me. The only thing that kept me from falling off the side of the mountain was markers on the side of the road that said, turn this way. <laughs> like, and I get to the gig, and I called the guys. The people to, for the gig and i was like are you still like i'm trying to get there and they're like oh it's fine don't worry about it i get to the gig i don't even remember what it was it was a pennington gig but i get to the gig it's a little bar restaurant place i pull in the parking lot and i go to get out of the car and i'm grabbing my stuff and the sign the lights on the sign go out and i'm like what the fuck so i <laughs> and i'm like all right lock my car i go inside and they're like, hey, I'm like, hi, I'm John. I'm one of the comics. Like, oh, yeah, great. Nice to meet you. Yeah, we just lost our power. <laughs> wow. So I had literally driven what should have been an hour and a half, hour 45 job. It took me three, three, three and a half, something around that. And I got there, which it was fine. I mean, I left my car there. The owner of the, the club bar or whatever took me to the hotel in his giant Dodge 4x4. And they gave me all the free booze I could drink. But, man, I was just like, I got all the way up there. Which we ended up doing a show with no microphone. <laughs> right. It was, it was something. This is one of those things that you're just like, man, I can't believe. Um, yeah, I've done shows with no mics before, too, man. They suck. Yeah. But the last time I worked with you. But, you know, I've pretty much been retired from comedy for a while, which, you know, I, last time I saw you, I was with my now wife, Liz. And then, um, you know, then we had our son, which, you know, I was already kind of getting out of the game anyways. But I just wanted to mention this to my listeners is that last time I saw you, you and I were doing shows at the Virginia Beach Funny Bone. Right. And I, you know, I'd seen you off and on for a while. I, mean, I haven't seen you in years, but that's proximity more than anything. But. We were in the parking deck, you know, walking out to our cars, and uh, you gave me one of the nicest compliments that I've ever gotten from a comic of who I respect as much as uh, uh, you, but also somebody of your stature was the, you know, the fact that we were walking away and you were telling my wife, like, hey, nice to meet you and everything else like that. And you told me, you're like, that was a really great job that you just did this weekend. And uh, you, you looked you looked me right in the eye like, you made me work. Yeah. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I made Al Goodwin have to work like that. It's, it was a very warm feeling. I just I was like, man, that was, that's a compliment. <laughs> like trying to follow Eric Myers or Mike Aronin. Oh, uh, no way. I wasn't that good. But <laughs> I you know what, though? I think at that point I, had, you know, because I've been doing it for at that point. It's like oh, I'm teen years. But that was one of the coolest things you ever said to me. Um, I just wanted to point that out to my listeners. So, um, yeah, but one well, thing I wanted, yeah, but no, but thank you. That was really cool. And then, you know, I did a few more gigs and then we, you know, we found out we were having a kid and like I said, it just, I was like, all right, but I, there's a whole, make real money. 
Well, no, it was, there was, there's a whole other story behind it. I've talked about it uh, in earlier, way earlier episodes. You know, I hit a glass ceiling. I wasn't feeling like I was going anywhere, which brings me to the next thing. So, which is why one reason why I mentioned this is because you at one point spent how long living in New York City? Oh, just a year. Just a year. But yeah, but you spent a year in New York City being a comedian. I tried. You tried. <laughs> right. And I know other but other other comics have done it because, you know, as Mark and I talked about, you know, Wiseacres, um, you know, a lot of great comics came out of there, which I did tell the story about how with Mark and I not to rehash it, but you know, there was a one time and it was you and Diesel and Matusov and you were all sitting there and I had a terrible set. I don't I've been doing it for three months, maybe. And I walked through the back of the club and I was obviously not happy. And I was getting ready to leave. And all three of you were like, what are you doing? Like, why are you upset? And I was like, I suck at this. I'm not going to do. And all three of you guys in different ways were like, dude, chill out. <laughs> like, like you got, you got something. You're just, dude, you're brand new. Come on. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, you know, I was respected, and and you know, there's other guys who, you know, Mike Birbiglia started there and stuff like that. Aaron Jackson, um, but you know, so but for the year that you spent up there, I mean, you got to hang out with some pretty serious dudes and some pretty cool guys. Yeah, you know, Ted Alexandro. I know you hung out with him, right? Yeah, yeah, Gaffigan. Um, yeah, Ed Helms. Ed um, Helms. Yeah, whole bunch of good, funny people, and Mike. Mike was uh, yeah. Kind of a dick to me, but oh, uh, was he? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry I'm, to hear that. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a fan of Mike Birbiglia. You yeah, know, he was a fan. Well, he was he was nice to me a couple of times. I saw him up there, and then there was one time where he was just like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> so, I don't know, but that's pretty cool, man. I mean, but did you? But you're going from Centerville, Virginia, to live it in the city. What did did you do? What did you do while you were up there? Did you do just comedy? No, I had a day job. Oh, okay. Yeah. I worked in Manhattan during the day, and then at night I would go hit up the clubs. It was just, I would stay up late and then go into work the next day, and it was crazy. Yeah, that had to get a little tiring, huh? It was. Yeah. I could only have done it for a year. Right. Which I think, um, you know, that's pretty cool of, uh, it's pretty cool of your wife that, you know, she... She made me come home on weekends, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool of her to, because I mean, we had a we had to pay our mortgage, and I had to pay my rent in New York too. So which was, is outrageous. What kind of place did you live in up there? Oh yeah, I lived in an apartment. This is really funny. I don't, you know Jesse Joyce? You ever heard of Jesse? Joyce? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was headlining. Oh God, what's the name of that club in Virginia Beach? Um, what, the funny bone? No, no. Before the funny bone, uh, Thoroughgood Inn. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was headlining Thoroughgood Inn, and Jesse Joyce was my feature. And I had I had moved to New York for you know working through the week, and I was I had I was. It doesn't matter. I was I was living in New York. I'd been there for like three months, and. Uh, and I knew Jesse Joyce from was from New York, right? And and so I, he was my feature, and I was like, "Hey Jesse, you live in New York, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm like, uh, "Where do you live?" 
he says Queens. And I'm like, oh, really? I live in Queens. Like, where? Like, Jamaica? He's like, no, Astoria. Right. And I'm like, oh, I live in Astoria. And he's like, really? Where do you live? And I'm like, well, between 31st and 32nd, I'm 32nd. And he's like, wait a second. I live between 31st and 32nd. I'm 32nd. <laughs> and uh, so we keep talking, and, and we finally realize we're in the same building. No and shit. This, this building has only got six apartments in it. Oh my God! Seriously. So there's three on the left and three on the right. It's a three-story building. Wow. And uh, I live in the middle floor, the second floor on the left. Right. And he lived in the third floor on the right. Damn. <laughs> and we had, we had never bumped into each other that whole three months. And so here we are in Virginia Beach, realizing that we're neighbors. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty funny. He, he lived with uh, Ray DeVito at the time. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Another yeah. Comic. And uh, so it was pretty funny. It was, it was interesting. That's well, maybe you saw each other. You just didn't know. It's it, that's well, you know, it's just fucking. It's a small world. Like I remember one of the times Tom and I were out in California. Well, I was out there in L.A. with, and Tom was out there with me. We, we well, we we were buddies out there traveling, doing some stuff. And I uh, ran into Aaron Cater at the comedy store. Yeah. And who was originally from Reston, who went to South Lakes High School, where Tom and his sister went to high school. <laughs> like, what's, like, what are the odds, man? Yeah, what that's are the wild. Odds? That's crazy. My uh, daughter went to South Lakes for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it, it's, it had to be an interesting experience. That's I don't know. I was just trying to. But yeah, but it was wild to be in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and realizing that we both live in the same apartment in New York City. Yeah, like or the same apartment building, especially in New York, York. It has six apartments in it. Yeah, especially in a place like New York with what seven million people. And yeah, there's a lot of people. Yeah, I, I'm your neighbor. Oh well, shit. Get my mail while I'm gone. Well, no, I didn't even know I was. That was amazing <laughs> to find out that we were neighbors. <laughs> right, but I'm saying, like, once you know your neighbors, you can be like, all right, well, yeah. look, I have a gig next week. Can you get my mail for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did y'all hang out after that? Yeah, I went up to his apartment a couple times after that, yeah. said hey, and hung out. Nice. nice. Yeah, Jesse's, yeah, Jesse's a good good person. He's, good He's a great guy. Absolutely. Um, Got nothing but nice things to say about Jesse Joyce. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I've never heard anybody talking anything bad about Jesse Joyce. It's, um, yeah, he's 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 one of those things, you know. What, what, what like I would say with you um, about Matusov, um, and some other people that I've worked with over the years that you just, you know, it, you just don't hear anything bad about them. Um, and that's the thing about being a good comic. It's not just about what you did on the stage. It's and. You know, people like you, Matusov, Diesel, and but you know other other guys that I worked with, especially when I was starting out, was you know you taught me the ropes, you taught me be professional, treat the staff nice, you know, show up, look professional, you know, do whatever, um, don't be too hammer time on stage or whatever, um, whatever the vice is, <clears throat> excuse me, and you know. But you're one of those guys, and but you you were one of those comics that I I've, I've never heard anything bad about you, and it just um, it lends it lends a good moniker to your name, is what I would say, is that uh, the hard work you put in and everything else, you know, 
you know, it, it, it's like I, I miss comedy so much. And one of the things that has really was really kind of messed up was because, you know, my wife's very encouraging a comedy and I got out of it for a while. But I, I've I've literally written. I don't know. I wouldn't try to uh, account or say how much time that it would take to do it. But I've written a good bit of material and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back out there. Start doing stuff. I've done some open mics here and there and stuff like that. And not to be long winded, but it was like, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back out there and start doing some stuff. And then I'm going to start doing some gigs again and then whatever. Cause I'm sick of do- doing this, uh, this shitty restaurant job that I was working at and stuff like that. And then, you know, my son's old enough, you know, he's seven now and you start getting out. And then this whole pandemic thing happened. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, holy shit. Tell me about it. I was supposed to like headline the 4th of July in, uh, in New York, uh, funny bone at the, uh, which one was it? I can't remember. Um, Syracuse, Syracuse funny bone. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Albany. It might have been, I think it was Syracuse. Okay. Yeah, so, what, which like all of that, all of that's gone. Yeah, which is which is what um, which is why you know I kind of say that, but you know, and it was the whole week. It was the whole week. I was had it wasn't a split week. I was gonna headline the whole week. Oh, you should have been. There's no yeah. nothing wrong with that, man. But so that's kind of one thing that uh, why I was saying what I was saying was because I was about to get back into it, but then you know other comics that I know because I you know I still talk to a lot of guys who work and do stuff. There's a lot of guys are like, yeah, my, my, all my, like Mark was talking about it, Matuso and people like that. And it's like, it's like their ways of living are gone. Um, but even with me, like the restaurant that I worked at's closed, has not reopened. Um, but what have you been doing with all this going on to, to get by, to enter one, to entertain yourself, one, to keep yourself busy, three, to try to pull some money. You know I mean, if you don't mind talking about that. Well, um, I have a day job. Okay. So, but now you you used to work from you work from home, right? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. My my, my brother has the same thing, which is I talked to him. I'm like, "How's work?" He's like, "Same." <laughs> you know, wake up every day, go to work. Yeah, but I wake up every day, and my office is like down this hallway, and I'm in I'm in my office. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because my brother took my. Uh, my brother has three nephews, uh, three sons. I have three nephews, and he took the oldest one's room, who hasn't lived at home in forever, and took his room and made it into his office. And uh, it's just funny because you know my my brother was like, he ain't coming back, so <laughs> why not? That's what I did. Yeah, which has got to be, uh, it's got to be a little weird. I mean, like there's there's I, there's been times where I haven't you know. My wife has some stuff sometimes, but she has to go out of the house and stuff like that. But, you know, the kid's doing virtual school, you know, second grade. And I just like, I don't, I'm like, I'm not putting on pants. <laughs> I'm just, I wear my pajama pants for the next two days. Um, but what if, let me ask you this. What have you done to uh, stay entertained? Because you've been, I mean, if you're home a lot. Um, like, I've been writing. I've been writing a lot of material. I, I, okay. The last gig I did, I got COVID from doing the gig. Right. Um, right. And we'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah. But all right. So you've been doing writing. Any shows yeah. you like watching or anything? 
I'm trying to bring uh, out your personality here. Alan. I'm just kidding. Gotcha. <laughs> I've been uh, watching too much news, man. Yeah. What, yeah, what do you think of the election bullshit? Well, or at least what do you think of it so far or how it's whatever? I'm happy about what happened today. Yes, I am too. That the GSA chick finally said, yeah, okay, Biden won. Yeah, I, you know what? I had um, I, my my listenership fluctuates quite a bit and it's gotten up to a decent level. Nothing, I mean, nothing like, you know, on the uh levels of a lot of guys out there marin or burr or something like that but it got up to a decent level i was like damn i'm all right and then i did some political shit (laughs) and it just went and it dropped way down i mean at least by half and i'm like all right i don't care you know like what i'm saying and i really think that's what it was and like liz and a couple other people were like yeah just don't don't do political just (laughs) but at the same time i do talk about political Every once in a while, because one, it's my show Two, uh, you know, it needs to be talked about. So, um, no, I was very happy about that. And I'm glad he's gone. I think it's just, well, he will be gone. But yeah. Yeah. But he's really burning everything down on his way out. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. He's 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 in at what was the movie where the guy I forgot which one it was. I was thinking about where the it's not it's not Tommy boy, but it's. But where it's it's a, <laughs> but it's one of those movies where you know the guy's like walking out of the building, walking backwards, and he's got the cigarette in his mouth and he's pouring gasoline all down the hallway, you know, and then he gets to the end of the steps and he throws the gas can into it and he just takes a cigarette and throws it into it and, you know, <laughs> I I I think more of the Joker in uh, Dark Knight when the whole hospital. It's like blowing up behind him. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, the thing is, what I liked about that scene, though, was that the Joker kind of turned around and looked, and they looked back, and they looked over, and he was like, like, he almost had like a, like a little bit of surreal surprise on him. Trump doesn't. He's not thinking that. He's just like, I'm out. Although, I think it would be funny to see uh, Trump wearing a nurse outfit walking out of the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heath Ledger was the the best villain in any superhero movie ever, in my opinion. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was just, I mean, he was scary because, like, he didn't even care about money. He didn't, he just wanted chaos and death, and it was crazy. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. Yeah. Um, all right, so, well, so we, well, we talked about that. Okay, um, sorry, I have no, I finally found my notes, which I've been kind of, as I say, it, wing-nutting it, and then which I had them, but I had them out of order and whatever. But, um, so yeah, so listen, so you and your wife had the, they had COVID. Yeah. yeah I gave you, it to her. You know, right. Which you had talked about. So you went to a gig and you said it earlier, but pardon me, but go ahead and tell us. What yeah. No, it's like, I haven't done any gigs. And then I finally get this gig offer, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Or, you know, just I want to make people laugh. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And I killed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but they almost killed me. <laughs> right. Which Now, this was not Looney. No, no, because Looney, no. No, Looney's got canceled. So this was. Yeah, Looney's was supposed to be this upcoming weekend. That's right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was doing, doing a little research the other day, and I was, you know, I like to do a yeah. backstory on my, um, on my guests, just try to. But yeah, okay, so Looney's was this coming weekend. So this was 
Um, this was uh, October. Um, let's see, October like. Hold on, let me look at my calendar. Okay. Um, but it was October. I mean, you're, we're looking at well, we're November what twenty third. I think it was October twenty third, twenty fourth. Okay, so a month ago. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, or it was sixteen seventeen. <laughs> well, whichever. It was one of those. Okay. No, it was no. It had to have been the twenty third, twenty fourth. Okay. So yeah, because so I got. Uh, it was on Halloween Saturday mm-hmm. that I went and did the test, and then I got the results on November third that it was positive. No shit. Yes, actually, no. It was the sixteenth, seventh. No, no, it was twenty third, twenty fourth. Well, they, they say it takes, and I was watching. I mean, I was watching the news tonight, and this one thing I'm worried about because my wife lately has been having to go out. She does decor and re- for a company, a restaurant company, and she's having to go out more. And it's like I'm just like you know, because we've been very actually, much self isolating, and it's just like I just I'm like I don't like it. But no, it was the twenty second, twenty third. It was a Thursday, Friday. Okay, and then. I was. It was a private gig to raise money for the police of Brush, Colorado. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to you the other day, and you were saying, "Yeah, it was a charity event." But you would it was think, a charity event. You would think a charity event you wouldn't get a disease from, right? Well, it was all indoors. No one was wearing masks, yes. and like, and everyone kept saying, "You know, you don't need your mask on. You don't need your mask on." And I was like, "Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and leave it on anyway." Did you do your set with the mask on? No. No. That's what that's what sucks. Okay. Well. No, because they were really laughing and, and like singing and laughing and stuff like that, that really projects the disease out of somebody's body. Right. And they were loving me. And uh and you know, week and a half later, the only symptoms I had though was like a lot of congestion, loss of smell and taste. Right. But my wife wasn't as lucky. Right. She got like severe flu symptoms and high temperature and um, fever and all that. And she was hospitalized, correct? She was hospitalized for three days. Right. Okay. And but she how's she feeling now? She's good. We're all good. Cool. Everybody's good. Cool. Good. 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 Trish is Trish is a nice lady. They. So. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah. And, but they gave her all the stuff they gave Trump. Like, it, I, she didn't get Regeneron, but she got Remdesivir and Dexamethasone and all that. Cool. Now, I mean, I, I mean, but she was just obviously probably um, oxygen, but she was not like a ICU bed type situation. She was right. No intubation. Okay. Nothing okay. like that. She cool. did get supplemental oxygen because that's why well, you have to. Hospital. Yeah, her oximeter level was eighty three. I'm like, no, nope, we're going. But let's go. Yeah, like the first time I checked it, it was eighty six, and I'm like, I feel like I should take you now. She's like, no, no, if it if it goes below eighty five, and then I came back like an hour later, and it was at eighty three, and I said, nope, let's go, we're going. Oh, it's gotta be fucking scary. Like I, I think about that with the, you know, like I said, my son's doing, for, but you know, like my wife's been out. Get an oximeter. Everybody listening to this have an oximeter. Yeah, I, you know, I was reading that, um, a little ways back where you'd said that, and I'm like. So I've been, I've been actually, I've been looking at buying one. I mean, they're like thirty-five bucks. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I'll skip a bottle of tequila and I'll go buy one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a good, it's a good investment. Yeah, 
that's what I've been hearing. People are like, yeah. And so you just, but I've been reading about how you should just monitor your oxygen level every day. Like literally when you wake up and literally right before you go to bed and even through the day, it's, it's, it's crazy how many people are what this thing has happened. And I know this is probably great fun for the listeners, but, but really, but I, and I agree with you though, people have been talking about these oximeters because it's just something to have. Um, it's like the iPhone, the new iPhone watch has an oximeter built into it, but it takes like 15 seconds to give you a reading. The ones you buy for 35 bucks and you put it on your finger will tell you in two seconds. Yeah. But see, I don't wear watches. So, so yeah, I, I'd have to get the one on the finger. <laughs> They're better. The one <laughs> on the finger is better anyway. It takes two seconds. Right. Right. To give you a reading. Um, so, well, and we're, well, we're coming up on 49. Sorry. And, um, the only thing, the only thing I ever asked of any of my guests, and it was funny because I told Mark this the other episode. If you listen to it at the ending, the only thing I asked of my guests is that you give me a set aside about an hour or so. Um, but you know, if you want to keep talking about stuff, we can. And uh, <laughs> and if Mark hears this, he'll I hope he laughs. But he was just like, "All right, see you later." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "I wasn't like, trying to get rid of you." Like we. I've had other guests on for like 90 minutes. My old hockey buddy, Dustin, was on uh, last episode. We did like 83 minutes. But um, no, no, that's the only thing I ever asked of you. But I just want to tell you, thanks for coming on, man. It's It was awesome to talk to you and just reminisce about stuff. And um, Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. It was fun. Do you have anything else you want, you want to talk about? I had something else written down that I was going to ask you. Oh, not to go back to it, but. When you were working the clubs in New York, what clubs are you working? Um, uh, I'd say stand up New York. Uh-huh. Um, let's see the comedy. What was it? The comedy ca- cafe. Uh-huh. What was it? Yeah. And um, like the cellar and stuff. No, I couldn't get into the cellar. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring that up is because I know that you were up there for a while and this is, you know, and I've talked to other guys that we know from the DC area <clears throat> and I'm sorry. I'm, it was an, it was a note that's on the back page. And so I'm sorry, I'm not trying to go back to what we were talking about earlier, but. No, no, it's no problem. <coughs> I, got, I, got, I did danger fields a couple of times. I did, uh, what was it? the comic strip live? Right. Um, but uh, the guy who was booking at Lucian didn't pass me, even though I crushed my sets, both auditions. Did he tell and say why he didn't? I don't know. No, these guys didn't. like like I listen to um other podcasts, and you know, obviously these guys that are like you know Kreischer or Segura, and they're talking about oh well, you know, I did this and I didn't get passed, or blah blah, blah and they wouldn't tell me why, or some people did, but um. It's, it's it's just I think one of the things that a lot of comics not well excuse me non comics don't understand they're like well just move to New York just move to New York and you know it'll be a comic or go to Los Angeles like for instance I you know years ago I wanted to move to to L A but I didn't want um, stand up to be my main career or my main my main endeavor at the time. I wanted to do voiceovers and car, you know, and cartoon voices. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, that was what I wanted to do, but I just, it's just, it's just funny. Like, so yeah. Okay. So you brought up Lucian, which who, who I know who he is. I don't know him, but 
it's harder than people think when you go up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, most of the nights that I went out after work, it wasn't, it was just to show your face. You had to show your face, yep. show that you wanted to be there. And you weren't going to be on stage. You just had to be there and let the management see that you were there. And then you'd go to another club and show your face there. Right. And you were, it's not even about performing. Right. It's horrible. It's really hard. People know it's, it's really hard to make it. Yeah, it, well, it reminds me of the old days of um, hanging out the old DC Improv. Um, you know, it was just a matter of just being there. You know, so you know, John X could see you. Do you still talk to him, by the way? Yeah, yeah, I love John X. Oh, I yeah. talk to him almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, cool. Nice. Well, if you, um, well, whenever you talk to him, just tell him, tell him you're on the podcast, and tell him I said hello. I. I He's like, he was a great guy to me. So, but it was like, but it was a thing where that's, a, you know, I've told my wife about it and a lot of my friends, but it, my wife's probably had to hear more of the stories than, than anyone. Um, Cause I've been with her for nine years. So uh, it, as far as people who aren't a comic that know me and, you know, it's, it was, it was one of the, that was one of the coolest places to hang out as far as comics, you know, you, know, you go in, you'd walk down the stairs, um, you know, you go in, you you go to uh, Maurice, the bartender, you'd get a Corona for free as long as, you know, a couple of Corona, as long as you gave him 20 bucks at the end of the night, <laughs> you go stand in the corner and you would see, you know, Schimmel and Hedberg and Chappelle way before Chappelle show. And um, it was just a matter of being there. And yeah, and then John X would walk past you, be like, "Hey, what's up?" And he'd be like, "Okay." And once he saw you a few times, that was one of the coolest things. Like once he saw you a few times, like he and I have nothing against what's her name that runs it now. I whatever, but I do. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't involved in that. But at the same time, I mean, I, I I've never worked there since John X left, which just does piss me off. But. um I'm just not going to name her name on the show, but I know. Yeah, I, no, that's good for you. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I didn't either, except one time where Jim Gaffigan had me open for him. Oh, and, okay. and she, she tried to get me off the show. No shit. And, uh, Jim Gaffigan's management, like, said, no, screw you. Either Al opens or Jim doesn't do it. Oh. <laughs> it was awesome. Dude, that is all, aw- that's badass, dude. And I know. Well, that was probably a few years ago. I mean, but get, dude, get. Oh. I watched his, I watched two of his specials the other night. Mr. Universe and um, The Pale Tourist. Yeah. Man, and because he's mostly clean, I let my my son watch it with me. Yeah. And he was rolling. I mean, my son was laughing harder than I was. Like, he just, <laughs> and every time he did the, you know, he was doing that voice. My son yeah. would giggle and then he would, sometimes he would just start laughing. It was he loved it, but that that's a that's a, hey man. Like I said, you know one of the coolest stories that I've ever had in doing comedy was how I met John X. Okay, so I was doing hardware repair in DC on like law law offices, like fixing computers and printers and copiers and stuff like that. Right, and so I was all around the DC improv all the time. There's a lot of law offices there, right off of Connecticut. Yeah, I used to work at an office and, right above the improv when I was 21. So I was always walking around the improv and I had dropped off my headshot and bio and, 
and like for two years I would stop in, you know, cause I was on my way to some office that was right next to it. And I would stop in and be like, Hey, trying to get in here. been trying for two years <laughs> right? and uh, nothing happens, right? Nothing for two years. And then one day I'm walking by and some guys on the ladder changing the marquee. And uh, I was like, you know, I've been trying to get in this club for two years and, um, and uh, I just headlined uh, Wiseacres Comedy Club two weeks ago, and um, holy shit, know, really? Yeah, and I'm like, you guys don't give me any love. No one calls. No one does anything. Oh, no. I thought you were talking. And you know what? I said I don't even need this club. This club sucks because I'm I'm featuring for Jake Johansson in two weeks yeah. at the Comedy Cafe, which is like three blocks from here. Yeah. So screw you guys. Screw the DC Improv, and and I'm saying all this, and I'm I'm just pissed off. And then like this guy rounds the corner, and he's like, "Hey, aren't you Al Goodwin? I saw you at Wiseacres." And I'm like, and I'm like, "Oh my God, this never happens! This never happens!" And, I, and I'm thinking, I'm like the guy on the ladder. I'm like, I'm thinking he's thinking that I set all this up, right? Like, right. <laughs> to have some guy come up, hey, I saw you at Wiseacres like two, two right. weeks ago. You were hilarious, right? And uh, I'm like, this never happens. And uh, anyways, I forgot about the whole thing, right? So now it's two weeks later, and I'm featured for J- Jake Johansson at the um, comedy cafe. Comedy cafe, yeah. right? And uh, and I'm featuring, right? So after my set, I go off stage and the MC comes up and brings up Jake and Jake, you know, comes up on stage and I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden this guy comes up to me and he hands me a business card upside down and he says, don't turn this card over until I leave. Ah, I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. I'm like, wait a second. Jake Johansson just got on stage. He's going to do a 45 minute set. I got to sit here for 45 minutes with an upside down card in my hand. Mm. And I, you know, I watch him walk away he walks to the table where he was at. He pulls the seat out for the girl that he came with. She gets up. He pushes her seat in. He pushes his seat in, and they both walk out on Jake Johansson. Wow. And now I'm well, like, Jake Johansson's pretty freaking funny, but yeah, okay. But yeah, but they just walked out on him. Yeah. And I'm like, who is this? And I flip the card over John Zarius, manager, DC Improv. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was so cool the way he did that. Right. He was scouting. He, I mean, he'd come to Wiseacres. Yeah, I know Diesel would hate it. Sometimes he'd come out there, but the one, but that was a thing. I mean, that's awesome because you know I know you. I, I've I've seen you headline there. Um, I, mean, I've, I saw you do a bunch of stuff there. Uh, some of the people you got to open for, Kathleen Madigan. Um, I mean, I never thought they'd have a manager change in the marquee, though. I didn't think the guy on the ladder was a manager. <laughs> It was crazy. You know, it's funny because you know, that you know, even the DC area, which DC market has produced a lot, a lot of really great talent. I mean, Tommy Davidson, like I said, I mean, I know you don't like him, but other, but anyway, other people. Hey, I like Jack. Tommy Davidson. Yeah, no, no, I'm, no. I was saying, I was gonna say Birbiglia, but you're like, I don't like him. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, but I'm just saying, like, the amount of talent was coming out of there. I mean, Andy Klein, Rob Mayer. Um, yeah, Wanda Sykes, Wanda Dave Sykes, Chappelle. Chappelle, obviously, and it was just it was crazy to be you know because we'd have the open mics on Wiseacres at Wiseacres, and then you know I remember like I do the open mic on a Wednesday at Wiseacres, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday I'd be hosting, 
at uh, at the improv, which there you did 15 minutes and it was just, but you open in for, you know, I mean, just people that you're just like, holy, you know, yeah. I can't even believe I'm staying in the same room with this dude. You know, Zach Galifianakis, yeah. you know, <laughs> coming in. Yeah, no, I've worked with some really great people at the DC Improv. Yeah. Really great. Zach Galifianakis coming in, changing his pants, and then just standing there in his tidy whities looking at his notes, going, ah, I don't know if I like this bit. I don't know if I like this bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like a t-shirt and tidy whities I'm just like, okay. <laughs> We'll get a beer now. He's like, "Oh, okay. Could you get me a um? Could you get me a Pepsi?" Yeah, but even like because I was working the DC Improv so much. Thank you, John X. Um, yeah, absolutely. I I got other gigs too, like at oh, the sure. National Theater. Yeah, uh, opening for Wayne Brady or Stephen Wright or like it, okay. I got these really great gigs, and uh, it was it was just awesome. Yeah, no, it was, and and well, I never did that. But real quick, back to my Zach Galifianakis story. I forgot which one he wanted, but it was almost like he'd set it up or something because the feature was in the room too. But yeah, he's standing there, like in his underwear. He had like one part of his pants on and the other one off. And uh, he's standing there and he's looking at his nose. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he's like, can I get a Coke? I'm like, uh, I think they have Pepsi or vice versa. I don't know. He's like, all right, never mind then. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah, he's a wild dude. I've yeah. never worked with him. No, I, I, I got to MC one night because somebody um had called out sick, and so I did one one night, and then the they had somebody else come in and do it. But I got to feature for uh for Mitch Hedberg. Yes, a couple times. yeah. I I remember going to see you there one time, and you fucking that killed it, awesome. dude. You know who I went to go see once because I loved him and he was like really hopped up on drugs and alcohol and had a horrible set. I brought my daughter and uh, and Eric Myers was featuring mm. and Eric Myers was on fire. Destroyed. Pablo Francisco. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that week. I remember yeah. that week. I remember. I remember exactly the week you're talking about. Cause I went two nights that week and it was, it was a train wreck watching Pablo, but Holy shit. Eric Myers just crushed every freaking show. I gotta get the guy, that guy on the show too. Um, I, I remember going, I went on the first night cause I was always a fan of, a fan of Pablo. Yeah. I remember one on the first night. Me too. I, no, me too. I've always loved Eric. I mean, obviously I used to, I mean, I used to sit. I, w- the... I went to the shows for Pablo. Right. I brought my daughter for Pablo. Right. And, he was, he was not, not on. No, he was not himself. But I, I hear he's better now. But no, I, and I, but I know Eric because you know I remember Eric from like open mics. You know, you go to open mic like Wiseacres. Which Wiseacres at one point the open mic on Wednesday was. I mean, you'd have forty, fifty people, not comics, yeah. sitting in the crowd watching the open mic because it was just that level of young people grasping, trying to get talent. My buddy Dustin yep. and I talked it about I talked about it last episode. And but Eric would come in and you know, whether you were, you know, you'd be his comic, you'd be kinda in the back smoking or whatever, or you'd be like, Oh my god, I gotta go pee and then he'd be like, All right, please welcome Eric Myers. He'd be like, Ah, all right, hold on, I gotta go watch I'll, this. I'll hold it. Yeah. I'll hold it. I gotta go watch yeah. this guy. 
And yeah. he would just destroy it. And you're just like, man, why that? He was one of those guys. Nothing against you, because there's definitely plenty of times I've thought of it too. But he was one of those comics that I'll make, that'll sit there. We were talking about like my like with Tom uh, on one of our phone conversations recently. But Tom uh, and like Eric Myers, they just got that type of thing where they just they come up with something, and you're just like, God, why could I not have thought of that? Jesus, <laughs> like I would love. I wish. I wish I had thought of that. Yeah, how much is a six on the beach? Twelve dollars. <laughs> I'll take a hand job by the creek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, I should probably get going, but I had a great time. Yeah, man. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you for having me on your podcast, John. Absolutely, dude. I um, yeah. Which that well, that last joke Eric and I had a dispute about, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, no, it, yeah, it's just uh. All these things. Oh, I could I could quote like a twenty more Eric Myers. Guys. Oh, I know. Eric, what are you doing? I'm... <laughs> now the one. My, all right, so real quick, real quick, real quick. The one is uh, where he was talking about how he used to he used to smoke a lot of weed and he would deliver for um, Pizza Hut. <laughs> he would call the customer and say, "I am lost. I am so lost. Like, where are you? I'm still at Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in the walk-in freezer. <laughs> I think I'm in the walk-in freezer." <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. I, yeah, I won't keep you. I mean, like I said, all I ask is, you know, I mean, shit, we could have done 30 minutes. I would I still would have put this out as an episode, but, um, yeah, man. Thank you so much. It was great to talk to you. I love you, bro. I respect you. Um, I wish you and your love you too, I man. wish you and your family all the best. Um, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 25, 25 of the Johnny podcast, Mr. Alan Goodwin, big Al, the Badgerine. Check out his dry bar comedy set. And also, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. And I hope you. Thank you, John. Yeah. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Take care. All right, homie. Hey, everybody. How was that? Did you enjoy hanging out with Alan Big Al Goodwin here today? Yeah. Episode 25, 25 of the Johnny Podcast. That was awesome. I had a really fun time with that. I know the audio is still a little wonky on my end. I'm working on it. Um, I actually might not have remote guests for a little bit until I get this figured out. But anyway, yeah, whatever. It was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> he's a funny dude. And i he's one of those people that, you know, I look back on comedy memories of when I was younger and going places and doing things and shows and stuff like that. He's one of those people that I just, I really, I, I appreciate him very much. And uh, the way he treated me and what he taught me and... It was awesome, and uh, I wish him and his family, his, his wife and everybody, all the best. So, But uh, you can check him out, uh, Badgerine, <laughs> which check out his Dry Bar Comedy special, which if you, but Badgerine, B-A-D-G-E-R-I-N-E, on Facebook. You can also check him out uh, if you're on Twitter, Big Al Goodwin, just one, one L and Al, Big Al Goodwin on Twitter. Uh, you can also um, check me out on Twitter, John D comedy, J O N D comedy. Uh, and then also if you want to go to the, the page for on Twitter, God, I can't talk to it. Uh, you can just type in John podcast, J O N podcast. That's all you got to do to get to the Johnny podcast, Twitter page 
section, whatever the hell you want to call it these days. Whatever the kids are saying. Uh, yeah, so do that. I appreciate everything. I appreciate you for listening. Charities, listen, it's important. I know. Listen, this is the thing. This is the thing I want to tell people right now. Okay. I know that right now, this time of year, people are like, oh, we're going to give you a Thanksgiving dinner. But don't don't forget, you know, charities are also essential in March, April, May, June. Keep counting the, the, the months. Okay. But yes, they are important right now. Feeding America. Feed more, which is a big, uh, not another one. No kids hungry. A lot of kids, you know, they go to school. Their best meal of the day comes from when they are at school. So we have holidays coming up, right? So they're not going to be in school. Let's make sure that they that they get what they need, okay? So also uh, Wounded Warrior Project, which is, you know, also another one near and dear to my heart. Men and women, brave men and women who have served our country, who need physical and uh, emotional support right now. Very important. Let's make sure that, that they get what they need. Wounded Warrior Project. Also, uh, in my area, it is Puritan Cleaners, uh, but it's coats for kids. And it's getting starting to get cold out, right? So what, and there's probably, you know, I'm proud to say I have listeners in California. I have, you know, other parts of the country. <clears throat> um, you know, these these cleaners and places like that will take uh, your co- gently used coats or your brand new coats. Uh, if they're gently used, they will clean them. If they're brand new, they just take them. But they will help get them distributed to kids that need a coat. It's very important. I mean, how many people listening to the show right now have never been just standing at a bus stop and just freezing your butt off thinking, man, I wish I had a better coat. Well, these are kids, and they deserve them. So, period. All right? So, Coats for Kids. Uh, you can find your local distributor if you go on the coat. Just just Google Coats for Kids. Okay, people? All right. I think that's it. I got to get out of here. My wife's making tacos. It's Tuesday. So anyways, I hope you had fun on the episode. It was great. I had a great time. Al will be back at some point, I'm I'm sure. That's been episode number 25 of the John D. Podcast. I've been your host, John D. Miller. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I might. Nah, probably not. I'll be back probably sometime over the weekend, uh, right after Thanksgiving, and and we'll hang out. We'll chit-chat, all right? Take care of yourselves, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving. All right, guys. See you soon.